everyone welcome to your favorite podcast freedom to be happy brought to you by happiness.me i'm your host sukriti and i'm super excited to have you back on the show now work culture is the pulse of any organization i think everybody knows that and in good times the significance of work culture may seem to be invisible but in bad times we all have learned to value work culture one of the key factors in making a thriving work culture is unity It is impossible for culture to thrive if teams and departments work in silos. Today we have a guest who understands and knows the secret sauce to create unity and connectedness at workplace. I say this because this organization is known for its warmth and compassion amongst co-workers and the passion can be seen in their work culture because employee retention rates are over 95%. He holds a strong forte in creating a robust HR system. He is truly the powerhouse of ideas and innovations based on his 19 years of experience. Other than all of his professional achievements, he's a dynamic human who believes in taking concrete action towards the causes he believes in. He works towards animal welfare and environment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Anirban Roy Chaudhary, Director, Vice President of Human Resources at iMerit Technology. Very very warm welcome Anirban. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Thank you, Sukriti, and uh, I think you know it, it's been kind of uh, flattering with so many big words that's been said about me. I think you know I'm I'm really humbled and and really happy uh, that that I'm here today and and having a having a discussion about uh, you know how we bind the employees together, how we create an environment of happiness because I think at the end of the day that's what matters. Absolutely, you know one of the things that I've heard you speak about with. some frequency is your belief that employee care can really drive a change in an organization um, can you talk a little bit about that yeah i'm a, i'm a firm believer of that and and when i say employee care uh, i would rather like to uh, like to broaden the the spectrum and say that i feel the care for people uh, is something that that really works well at least that's what i've experienced in in my 20 years of of professional tenure because at the end of the day when you're speaking when you're dealing when you're nurturing employees at the end of the day they are all people right so how do you how do you say that you care what does the word care uh, brings to your mind i think from our very childhood when you are you know when when you're born and brought up uh, along with your parents relatives friends siblings the very word care uh, you know really initiates one thing that's called trust believe if you care then you definitely trust definitely believe in those people and that feeling of care really uh, you know gets into a human being if you have you know given him a feel that you know hey you know i have a lot of trust in you i have a lot of faith in you and i know that with your strengths you can make things work so that was the that was the kind of kind of platform from where my belief about employee care uh, started uh, you know building a robust uh, place in my mind and when i started working with people as an hr professional all through my career what i've seen is that if you have put a trust on someone on some set of people 
could be individual, could be a group of people, and you convey to them very strongly that, you know, I don't mind what the world says about you. I don't care about what the world says about you. But I put my trust, or we as an organization, when I look at a professional context, we as an organization put our trust in you as our most valued people, not just as you know resources. I think I think at the end of the day, people like to be called as people, as humans, apart from assets, resources, uh, you know, workforce, and all those terms. They're they're all flesh and blood human, and I I would I would just just say that when we say that you know there is a lot of faith that I have in your abilities. You, I, I know that you have you may have some weaknesses. We are all all humans, and humans are supposed to have strengths and weaknesses. Forget about the weaknesses. I know your strengths. We know your strengths. That's why you are there. That's why you are here with us. We are all on the same boat, and we really look forward for you to excel. And we'll support you. But at the end of the day. The first thing that we say is that we believe we have a trust. So all that I speak about employee care starts from the fact of trust and belief. If that is being inculcated in an employee, I think I have experience in nine out of 10 cases when you have said to someone that I trust in your abilities, you don't need to come back every day and ask them about how you're doing, what you're doing. They take it on themselves as their responsibility. Then it comes from within that if this person has, you know, bestowed their trust, you know, this person has endowed their trust on me, it becomes my responsibility from my end, from my within to stand for the cause, to deliver and to honor the trust that has been, you know, put upon me. So that's the that's the thumb rule that I have worked all my life when I talk about care. It's not just, as I said, employee, but care for people or all things that you see around you. Absolutely. And that really makes me think that the responsibility of HR is to be a group that, you know, unites people together, brings them together, forms bonds of trust. Uh, you know, it is really, I feel it's of primary significance to create human bonds where you work uh, because ultimately if people are quitting their jobs uh, it's not because of the company it's probably because they didn't get along with their manager or they didn't get along with their colleagues they are leaving people they're not leaving company and uh, iMerit is an organization which has a rising number of youth as employees and we all know how difficult it is to sustain the younger generation so tell us, how are you able to sustain a thriving work culture with employee retention rates over 95%? We have never, uh, you know, to be very honest, you know, since I'm, I have started working for iMerit from 50 people when I started uh, to 5,000 people today, we have never followed uh, the the path of, of, uh, of the fact that maintaining culture is a responsibility of X department or Y department. And we as leadership uh, give certain guidelines and then the culture, we do some workshop, we do some engagement activities and then culture is built through that. We never believed in that or we never followed that path. What we followed, what we believed always is that culture spreads peer to peer. If I have created a set of strong bonded 50 employees to start with 
and I have given them a feel of trust and faith. I go back to my first point again uh, to refer. That is actually inculcated to the next 50 who comes in. The first 50 becomes the champions, the flag bearer for the next 50. And then you inculcate the same. So it's it's never a department to department or a leader to to employee or from a you know from a hierarchical approach that that we have tried to inculcate culture because you can do that when you are maybe you can try to do that when you are fifty when you are hundred when you are hundred and fifty you cannot try to do that when you are three thousand four thousand or five thousand. What happens is that to pursue a culture to narrate you know narrate certain values and you know. It, it, it's 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 one thing to say that these are my organizational missions and visions and these are my you know social uh, mission for which i i run an organization or we run an organization uh, as a matter of fact uh, but i mean it has always run the organization with a social mission there's there's uh, you know enough uh, you know that has been uh, already already you know said about the iMerit social mission in different uh, media platform, but I just wanted to reiterate on the fact that from the very beginning, we believed that the future of IT and IT services in India lies in the huge potential that lies in the suburban, rural, and not so privileged youth. And that's why, as you have said, we have a workforce which is between, you know, average age of our workforce is between 19 to 25. 90% of our workforce lies between between those bands it's only like people you know older people like me who kind of increases the the uh, uh, needle for for average age otherwise we have we are a very very young uh, workforce organization now the people 19 to 25 what they really look forward to and most of them are being the first bread earner of their families they look forward it look forward to an organization who put a lot of faith do a lot of nurturing, invest time, speak to them, give them a lot of patient hearing. It's not that you have solution for every problem in your pocket. No department, whether it's HR or any other, can have solution for every problem. But the message that we disseminated from the very first day of, of IMERIT is the fact that we are all on the same platform and we are all available at any given point of time. Don't feel that you are in a silo. Don't feel that you are the only one. Don't feel that you are alone. I'll give an example. You know, COVID when when it started, everybody has to move suddenly from a work from home, work from office to a work from home scenario. Our people, as I said, most of them comes from backgrounds where it is not very easy for them to set up a home office. And once even they do it, there was a lot of struggle for them to cope up because. Uh, they had a lot of distractions while they were working from home. And then there was a lot of lot of things flowing in social media and all kind of media about how severe COVID is, how it's going to affect all our, you know, uh, professional as well as personal scenario. People, people were, you know, overloaded with informations, misinformations, rumors, anything and everything. And over a period of, of, of a month or so, we realized that People are now, as they are not seeing each other face to face, they're falling into certain kind of rabbit holes of uh, silos. Right. We started something called Pulse, and you won't believe we had three and a half thousand employees. And you know, even you know, initially a lot of people uh, who are who are not in IMERIT but kind of knows about what what you are doing and how things are going, said that are you are you really sure that you can do this? We took a pulse, you know program called Pulse, where we wanted to touch base with each employee 
one-on-one at least once in 15 days. And it was not only that HR did it. HR was perhaps the one who facilitated it as a catalyst and worked on that. But every function, starting from our delivery operations or learning and development, finance, uh, administration, everybody came together and said that, yes, we are going to do this. Yes, we're going to make it work. And when we called, we never talked anything about professional things. We just called. Like, you know, you call your friend or relative and say that, you know, this is tough times. How are things? How is everybody in family? It was maybe three or four minutes call. But what what really worked is people started feeling that the company has not forgotten about us and we are not left alone. There is somebody who is willing to listen to how am I doing? Maybe I'm doing all fine. That's that's fine. I'm fine. I'm not affected by COVID. My family is not affected by COVID. But at the end of the day, there is somebody who is listening. I think the key to create a unity or a well-bonded organization together starts from the fact that you put your trust and faith and then you give them a feel that there is always someone whom you can reach out to. That's what exactly happens in family, right? You know, when I when I go back to my home, I know at the end of the day, may what come, we would have someone I can speak to. It could be my wife, it could be my son, it could be my mother or, or, or father or my, my sister or brother or somebody, my uncle or aunt. But I would have somebody whom I can trust upon and I can share what I feel. doesn't mean that the person has to have a solution for all my problems. But if right. you're giving a patient listening, a one-on-one call and just a friendly call, not speaking anything about business or how was your work today, but asking that, how's, you know, how is things in your family? How things are going in your area or community? That really worked wonders for us. And, and we kind of, you know, managed to, held back the entire organization through one glue called culture, even of one and a half years of 80% work from home or even 90% work from home. So yeah. I think I think that's that's something. And as I said, culture or unity or bonding cannot happen if you try to do it. At least I believe it cannot happen if you try to do it one-on-one, if you try to do it from one department to the entire organization. It has mm-hmm. to happen peer-to-peer. It has to flow from all levels at the same sink and give a, give a feel to your people that, you know, iMerit as an organization has always been, whatever we preach, first we practice and then we preach. When we yeah. say that we are an open-door organization, if you come to our Kolkata office, you'll see, except the room where I'm sitting now, which is kind of kept close with a door for conference. None of our leadership members sits in, in places which is, it doesn't have a door. And you can reach out to anybody at any level in iMerit through an email or a chat or a phone call at any given point of time. It's all available and it's all approachable. So I think those are, you know, it's it's not a single factor. It's it's, it's the trust. It's the it's, uh, feeling of we are all on the same boat and we are there for you. You are not left alone just because you're working from home or you are having some problem. And finally, culture is also my responsibility. If I'm working with somebody who has just joined the company, it is my responsibility to tell the person that, you know, maybe this is not the right way uh, or this is not the best way to do things in Imerit. Uh you can tweak it in this way. And this happens so subtly because you speak to your colleagues every day, right? It cannot be that you're speaking to one leadership member each and every day in your in your office. But definitely you're having a chat with your colleague with a cup of tea, even outside your work desk. So that's where the culture spreads. 
I think it's so wonderful. There is apps. You know, a lot of times we know all of this, but there is we underestimate the power of dialogue. We underestimate the power of one-on-one. Uh, you know that heart-to-heart bonds. Uh, so never, uh, you know, getting caught up. I think an organization which doesn't get caught up with the theory part of it, but actually takes action, like you said, that uh, you practice what you preach. Uh, I think yeah, we actually is- we actually try to practice first and see that if it's if it's genuinely practicable and positive, and then only we start preaching it. Mm. And then probably preaching is also not that important because you know if you're practicing yes. it, people are you know also aping it, right? Absolutely. Like, so I think it's 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 all about taking that concrete action. Like this Sochcast. Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So, Anirban, tell us what is your secret to work-life balance? We are fully aware that you are you're doing a lot of work in terms of animal welfare. You're very fond of animals and environment, and also I wanted to know, you know, your passion. Does it also trickle down to the workplace in some way? Um, and what influences you to have to nurture this passion? See, to be very honest uh, about animal welfare, my my love for it started all with my love for dogs. I'll be very very specific and honest. Uh, uh, I had an aunt. I mean, you know, I, I still have uh, you know a lot of aunts and uncles. So uh, I used to go and spend a lot of time uh, at, at her place, uh, especially in my in my vacations. They had a very nice house with a lot of trees around. Like I'm born and brought up in the in the city of Kolkata, so little in the outskirts, and okay. they have two dogs. And and I, I was like maybe I was in my first second standard at that point of time and and I used to spend a hell lot of time with those two dogs and and uh, my fondness for dogs my love for dogs actually uh, started from there and uh, then everywhere I mean you know my in my friend relative colleague circle everybody knows that I I have a I have a soft corner for for dogs and and many other animals. To be very honest, uh, you know, I, I love a lot of animals. And I'm actually, you know, when you ask me the secret sauce of work life balance, I think uh, it is a balance that I'm maintaining. Uh, I I envision someday maybe that I would have no work and I can devote myself totally into into that part of that part of my passion. Fantastic. But as I as I grew up, I also developed. You know, the interesting part is. Although I love dogs, and uh, now I have, uh, by by you know, the grace of Almighty, I have a good enough house where I can, you know, actually have a pet. But I don't have a pet. Uh, okay. And and that's the most surprising part for a for a lot of people. They say you you don't have a dog. I mean, I, why you don't have a dog? You should have dogs. So the problem is, I also have a conflicting passion, which grew up when I grew up about you know seventeen eighteen. I started started. Uh, or maybe around 15 16 to be very honest from my from my early uh, teenage I, I i started uh, having a passion of travel okay now, these these are two conflicting passion so uh, uh, if if you are traveling and you have a pet i mean i could not think of a think of a scenario where i'll i'll put my pet in some crèche or somewhere and leave leave him or her for 10 days and and go somewhere and i i plan uh, I, I i travel a lot without planning i mean like with a notice of notice of half a day i, I just take my car and i move out or I, I try to see what possible ways i can travel so because of this conflicting passions i thought that till the time i am not totally free to devote my entire uh, time to my passion let me try to strike a balance by by 
getting into supporting all the probable animal welfare activities that I can do uh, with, with dogs and, and, and other animals. At the same time, uh, I keep nurturing my passion for travel at this moment. There will be some time in life, I hope, and I, I really look forward to when when I can I can really have a have a pet. But but coming back to the work life balance, Sukriti, I think it is it is also a lot to do. I always being a HR professional, I always believed in looking into your inner self and prioritizing things accordingly. Uh, when I say prioritizing, you know, when you're in a professional and corporate world, at times everything seems to be a priority. You feel that oh. I have got 10 things to be done today and all of all of them are, are kind, kind of seemingly getting into a priority list. Everything is a priority. And then how do you maintain your work-life balance? Because that means that you're going to spend extended hours in your in your uh, professional world. So I every time I get into that kind of a situation, it's kind of a madness for a few days. I try to take a step back. It's like I, I try to stop for a moment. In my mind, not that I stop working or I stop speaking to people or I stop, you know, doing my daily work. I stop for a moment and I try to kind of take a step back and think within myself that am I am I doing things rightly in terms of my my personal and professional priorities, and and that gives me a lot of uh, I would say uh, leverage yes. in reprioritizing things because see what happens when you're running you take notice, you know, you see a lot of things, but you don't observe or take notice. Yeah. You have to stop running, maybe just take a pause for a moment. And, it, you know, you don't need to do a schedule for that. You can do it. It's, it's more about that you do it at any given point of time that, that let me just stop for a moment, take a look back and then start running again because we have to run if we are, if we are in, a, in a bit of a madness. But at the same time, I think that that pause and look within. I I believe a lot in looking um, into your inner self and and see that how you can do things in a more organized way by yourself. I I cannot. I don't feel that organization can come from any outside influence. It's it's basically that you have to keep things organized for yourself. And if you have to prioritize, you know, you need to think for a while uh, to be very honest otherwise what happens things which are very very demanding automatically becomes your priorities that yes. that becomes by default you don't need to don't need to take a stop for that mm -hmm. so that that and and i i keep encouraging every human being that works in my organization to the best possible extent to do that and and have a work life balance I don't believe that if you spend 18 hours consistently in your professional world, then you are a fantastic worker. At the same time, I don't believe that if you're sleeping 10 hours a day at your home, then you're a fantastic professional. Mm. That's, the, that's the balance that you need to strike. And for that, you know, we are in a world which is moving so fast. Uh, and I, I, I agree that everybody wants to grow, everybody wants to prosper everybody has certain you know needs and requirements that need to be satisfied but maybe you should take a stop for a few moments few minutes it depends some people may take few minutes some people may take few hours but but just just look within and say that am i on the right track or am i doing everything right have i done everything right in last seven days maybe the, the easiest way to start and and see yeah yeah that's a very practical way of uh, starting it like this Sochcast? 
Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So it's been such a wonderful chat. Thank you so much. But I'm not letting you go till we do the favorite part of the show. That's what uh, yeah. listeners keep writing to me and telling me that this is the favorite part of the show. So let's do a quick five. Um, Anirban, can I request you to be in the center of the frame so that we might yeah, want to put sure. this section out there on reels? Okay. Yep. Okay. Sure. So, are you ready for Are you ready uh, for quick five? Sure. Okay. So, early riser or a night owl? Uh, night owl by trade, but right now an early riser by force because I have to get my son ready for school. All right. So I hope your son is listening to this. If you were on a long flight and you had a choice choice to sit with an eminent person, whom would you choose? Amitabh Bachchan. No two. Okay, ways. tell us why. One is definitely that I love him as an actor and and a persona, and I have kind of grown up watching his films. But second is as a human who has shown uh, who has shown that it is possible. to reach the top of fame and then there's nothing assured in life and you can still fall to dust but you can still rise to the same top of fame once again from your ashes i think that's that's kind of a remarkable journey that that, that, that the person has gone through it's just amazing absolutely okay if not head of hr anirban would have been a chef Whoa! Now that's something interesting. I don't know if your colleagues are aware of your skills. Some of them are, but but off late it has been kind of a kind of a passion that I've not really got chance to perceive uh, or follow. But I had an aspiration definitely at a, at a point of time when uh, you know hotel management was not not in the group of very elite uh, professions and people were like, oh, hotel management, why? Why don't you try something else? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Now things have really changed. Yes, okay. I, I'm so happy about that. All right. So then, an advice that you would like to give your younger self? See, uh, the learnings that I have got, especially for my last nine years of, of stint in Aymerit, which is really enforced i had all this belief always but which is really enforced when i worked with this wonderful 5000 people uh, in this organization called imerit which is one of the you know best thing that could have happened to me uh, is the fact that if you are you know if you're willing to make yourself happy it's it's imperative while you're happy from within try to make some positive difference and and give happiness to maybe 0.01% also to someone yeah. else's life once you do that it gives you a satisfaction which is uncomparable to anything else anything besides all the all the worldly things that we all need uh, if you can if you can have you know generate 0.01% of satisfaction and happiness to someone else there's there's nothing more satisfying than that superb very profound advice okay last question now this one you have to be really careful in answering anirban one thing you admire most about your wife i hope she's listening to this podcast so you better yeah. be kind yeah yeah i i will be i will be i i think um one thing that i really uh really admire about her is her honesty when i say honesty 
her ability to say things in clear black and white. There's nothing gray that comes in her communication. Sometimes it can be tough when you're a life partner, but I think that's the best thing that you can have. You know that, you know, I have a partner who can be angry with me, who can be upset with me, but never be dishonest. And that gives you a tremendous amount of confidence when you have such a life partner uh, to to live your life with. What else you can, what else you can look forward to? Whatever I am, it's amazing. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Anirban. It has been enlightening to speak with you. We at Freedom to be Happy wish you and I merit the very best. Thank you. Thank you. And I think I think I I have been really privileged and humbled that we had this opportunity to discuss today on certain things that I firmly believe and I'm so happy to know that there'll be some more people who'll be listening and 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 somebody like you who has been in touch with so many people. To, to share what I think and that's the most humbling fact as I said that if even one person gets benefited then that would be the best thing that could have happened to me. Absolutely I'm, I'm learning so much from you so once again thank you so much and that was Anirban Roy Chaudhary from iMerit Technology sharing with us secrets to a happy work culture truly an inspiring dialogue Freedom to be happy by happiness.me is now available on all leading podcast directories. Until the next episode, please take good care of yourself. Be safe and remember, you have the freedom to be happy.